today we are joined again by the beautiful Katie McRae and today we're talking about being an extroverted, highly sensitive person. This is a topic that blows my mind and Anita's, I know, um, as we look at the ways they need to recharge and feel refueled. Uh, I am told that 6% of the highly sensitive population are extroverts. And it's come to my attention in the last little while that I actually have two extroverted children and it really blows my mind. (laughs) So I'm going to hand over to Katie to tell us what it's like to be an extroverted, highly sensitive. Oh, and your journey. Discovering that. (laughs) Well, it's pretty new. It's a pretty new journey, actually. I've always known I've been extroverted because find me sitting alone and be concerned (laughs) so I just have to seek out social interaction in some form all the time so this whole podcast thing (laughs) has changed my world because we live here in um, central Queensland and my family live in Brisbane so every school holidays I will travel back to Brisbane in the car on my own and For the first year or so, I would actually get quite a bit of anxiety going on, so much so that a friend of mine gave me a few little rescue remedies and things just because leaving the people that you love, especially when I was just moving to central Queensland and didn't know many people, was just, I don't want to. And I don't want to have to concentrate this much on driving such a long way. And then I found podcasts and it's like people coming out (laughs) of the speaker and everything is better I just the time flies and I'm talking to myself and smiling and nodding and going yeah you're so right (laughs) so so you know in its simplest form there's just got to be noise and actually another really interesting thing there's this this crazy artist and Goma in Brisbane the gallery for modern art has this exhibit from Yayo Kusama I think I'm saying it right And she has this room called the Obliteration Room, and it's white. So she paints, it's painted white. And as you go into the exhibit, you get a little strip of colored sticky dots. And you go in there and you place every little sticky dot wherever you'd like. So it's a complete room just painted white. And people walk in and I can see on their faces that they're like, oh, this is a bit intense. There is serious color everywhere. And people start to get a bit chaotic and I walk in and feel calm. Wow. I know. (laughs) 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 To me, I'm hearing sticky dots. Order. Ah. It's going to have to be in colour order. And there's some like off off the edge of things that haven't been stuck properly. And to me, I go, yes. And that's amazing because you, when... Katie walks in and lights up a room. So and and it starts before she walks in because she comes along in her car that that's is bright yellow. Yeah, yes, like you see her anywhere in town. You know, and I'm a have to be seen person. So wow. I'm a have to. So as a teacher, my teaching profession, a lot of teachers will say, "Oh, when I go to Woolies and I see a student, I think, oh, I need a break." And I go to Woolies just to see people that I know. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. <laughs> I know we're having connections here. Going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so much so that my partner now does all the shopping because he's 
it takes too long when I'm around. It takes way too long. It's like, I just wanted to get milk and bread or whatever it may be. And we're here an hour later and I'm saying, oh, hi. <laughs> and people say, oh, we saw you at the coffee shop. And, you know, you might have someone that puts their hand in their, you know, their head in their hands and goes, oh, I can't do anything in peace. And I go, yeah, you say, yeah, I saw you too. Like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It, I'm... I, I walk around Woolies pretending not to see people. Yes. Sorry for anybody who sees me at Woolies and I pretend not to see you, but... Yeah. yeah. I choose specific times to go shopping where there's the least likelihood of being seen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do that sometimes when I'm not feeling confident within myself. So whether that's a body image mm. thing, sort of, because... Yeah, so I'll sometimes do that. Or think about that before I leave home and go, oh, maybe I'll just go to the small shopping centre or whatever. So you would but, actually seek out a large shopping centre? Oh, yeah. like Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to butt in. But then <laughs> if I can get over my self-doubt or whatever confidence issue I'm having and I get there, I come back feeling a thousand percent better about myself just because I've been around people. And we on the other opposite yeah. end of this. We actually have crash time after doing the shopping Mm. because of the noise and the people. This is amazing. Mm. So the question I have for you is that Anita and I both identify as introverts. However, we have moments of extroversion. We Mm. both love to public speak. We both Mm. love to do group work, that sorts of things. So I'm curious in personal reflection, Mm. do you have moments of introversion? Well... I think I have moments of self-doubt and lacking confidence within myself and that's just my own internal dialogue but I don't think I don't think I have moments of no, I have forced moments when I'm somewhere and I've had to learn the coping mechanisms and strategies to deal with a day on my own. Wow. So last weekend it rained all weekend and my partner works on the weekend and no one was out and about. Everyone was like, "Oh, pajama day." And I'll get up in the morning and go, "Yeah, pajama day." But then by halfway through the day, I'm just feeling flat, 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 and have to seek out some sort of, even if it's just nature driven Mm -hmm. and I have to go outside, which is hard in the rain, but still it's refreshing. (laughs) But yeah, force times, but not. I'm so curious because something that would light me up is participating in something like what would a vision quest. So on a quest, you would spend two, three days on your own. Oh, I'd be rocking in the corner with the thought of that. And for me, that's mm. about tapping into the intuition, tapping mm. into the inner guidance, tapping into all that sort of thing. So as an extrovert, how do you tap into your intuition? See, this is, a, this is interesting because I don't know if this is me as an individual mm-hmm. or whether this is... something about this personality trait but I feel like walking around in my daily life I'm tapped in all the time Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of the time and when I'm not I'm trying to seek out what I need to learn to become more in tune or if it's a new environment and I haven't quite got the understanding of what's going on and things I'll just work on that Mm -hmm. but I feel like (laughs) This is going to sound really strange, but I will say, I think when I was a kid, so this is obviously how long ago I was in tune to this, but I didn't have the knowledge of this Mm -hmm. personality trait or anything like this 
at the time. But when I was a teen, so I'd be watching the show Friends and you're watching a group of friends mm-hmm. that are mm. – it, it's all orchestrated, but that are being, say, filmed. And I often would think, imagine if people were just filming me as I went about my daily life. I kind of feel like at the same time as I'm engaged and in the moment, I'm also watching mm. in on how well, – not what I'm doing, but how I'm feeling. So I'm constantly reflecting and kind of internally expressing my gratitude for moments or identifying, oh, this is really hard work. Or I might need to go and write out some of these thoughts or something because it's busy in my head at the moment or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I learned last year I went and did a mindfulness course and I didn't fit the box of that either. So I said to the, the instructor so I don't feel comfortable sitting on a chair doing this reflecting and this stillness practice can I sit on the floor with my legs crossed or lay down or something and there just wasn't the scope for me to do that and so I just didn't get out of get out of it what I needed to I didn't my stillness is still moving or still sensory maybe Mm -hmm. you know that Mm-hmm. Sitting on a chair is never my thing. I sort of always have my legs crossed or something like that. So, yeah, and when I was talking to her, I think it was more that, oh, you're mindful in your day-to-day. You don't have to stop and be mindful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was an interesting concept. I've, but I guess I just am sensitive to it started off being how others feel and then the more I got interested in it, the more I looked into hey but this is how I am yeah it's it's still all very new for me too but when I heard about this fact that you could be a highly sensitive person it's something that's been looked into and it's something that you can learn about straight away I went oh that is me and now in reflection how were your teen years so reflecting as I was and talk to anyone and they'll they'll be in shock I was shy I had no self-confidence. I um, probably in different situations like high school, for instance, I wasn't very positive because I didn't have my place and I wasn't seen or heard because obviously when you've got high school, you've got all your identified groups of social networking and I didn't really fit in any of those because I don't think I'd figured out what I was. And it wasn't until I went... And did further study in my area of interest, which was people, yet I was struggling to find the people that I belonged with, that I went, oh, I totally, I'm totally into this and I just found my place. But yeah, high school, I didn't get the opportunity in the environment that I was in to be expressive and creative. I didn't fit that mould, even though it's creative and expressive and I didn't fit in that box. So yeah, I was a bit lost. And I wasn't showing my true self. But outside of high school, in my extracurricular, I was. Mm-hmm. So, so my family and people I knew on a personal level, I've been myself the whole time. Mm-hmm. But in the school box setting, I wasn't one of the predetermined moulds. It makes me curious then. There's three of us sitting here and none of us felt like we belonged at high school. Does anybody? Mm. No. It's constructed to a certain... I don't know you're either that person that excels academically and I have 
someone that I know that excelled during high school, left high school, was lost mm. because the box was gone and you had to make decisions. You had to go out and choose your social groups. Mm. It wasn't just because the person was sitting next to you in class that you formed a bond. You had to actively seek people that you wanted to be around. But if you don't know who you are, how do you do that? Mm. And so he yes. he did the reverse and was lost for ages. Whereas mm. as soon as I got the opportunity to leave that environment and pick something for me... You blossomed. Yeah. So this is key. We should be working... We should. We could be. We could be working out who we are and how we fit in the world perhaps before entering these teen years. Mm. And know that it will change. Of course, things are going to change. But that understanding of, because we have this perception that we're all the same, as I think, as a teen, and how do I fit in when other people are doing this and I don't feel like that, but I should be feeling like that. These are all those, Mm. you know, big expectations as a teen. There's not that, you know, understanding that we're all different and we all are a big part of this in our mm. own way. And it's not the the external qualities. It's not what you see yes. in the mirror, even though that's often how it's portrayed. You know, if you dress this way, if you dress mm. that way. Mm. We need to understand the inside. Mm. And that some people may not show that through their appearance mm. or through their activities. or. Mm. I, but I think your core stays with you. Even if yes, there's changes. Yeah. I think there's an essence that runs, uh, be it soul, be it whatever it is. Um, Unless you choose yeah. to make some changes, you know. We talk a lot about the growth mindset continuum and all of that, you know. Mm. Nothing is fixed, but there's a baseline somewhere. I think that's. I think you can mould yourself into a certain way of thinking and doing and being but again, going back to that core essence, if mm. it's not what you're really meant to be doing here, it's just um, surface. And then you have, yeah, you have this conflict at some point yes. in your life. Mm. So, yep. yeah. And who are we to say when that will be? So exactly. high school, after high school, once you're in the workforce, or just when you're in a certain place in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And that's the problem. Even from when we're born, there's milestones to achieve at certain ages. And that's really important. Yeah. Mm. But it's a different story for everyone. We just have a completely different foundation, don't we? We, we yeah. perhaps need to be building on self and that understanding of self. And you, in, a, in an environment where we're comfortable and understanding that you, know, you need people, mm. others you know may need that time by their service on their own. Yeah, and building the strategies and resilience when yes. the environment isn't your preference. Yep. So, yes. you know, if I didn't know how to manage or how to choose alternate strategies to get my energy when I am by myself, then I'd find myself in all kinds of worry and trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's not been an easy way to get there. So I haven't had any extremely low dips, but I've noticed when I've had dips and I've just tried to feel it and then figure out where I want to get back to and then, mm-hmm. you know use people to help me get there so yeah has there ever been a time where your extroverted nature or your you know your as anita has spoken about you light up a room you really do is there a time when you've used that to cover pain at all um no because 
Gosh, you can read my face. And because I'm such a sharer, probably sometimes I think I need to share less. People just know. And I'm because I have to talk out things, there's nothing really that I keep inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's hard too. That's not easy. And sometimes I think, oh, but it all has to come out some way. Mm-hmm. And so actually the only thing that I've struggled with is that I found myself at one stage in my life with all of these friends that used my energy for themselves and just just took it all away from me. They would hang around me to build their energy levels and then I'd feel really depleted. So I actually, and this is hard for me, but I ended up having to cut some ties because I said, you're not here for the right reasons. You're just trying to soak up. So do you have any introverted friends? Because I'm just thinking, oh. you are my friend. <laughs> I, your energy is contagious and I love yeah. it, but it would depend on my state of mind. Whether you can take it or I'm not. Yeah, oh. And it wouldn't so, be personal because I yeah. love you, but mm. I just, yeah. can I be around Well, you speaking first of colleagues, I remember I've been in a workplace where I was the sole extroverted person. Mm-hmm. So I've spent so much time around introverts. Mm-hmm. So, no. It's not like if you saw me socialising that we'd be around this whole group of people that are really expressive and loud and, you know, because I think a lot of people have that perception that extroverted is how loud you are okay. or how much you... Yeah. It's, it's not that because I could be very often seen to be sitting there not saying anything. Okay. But because I'm around people, I might just be taking in stuff. So in a new workplace now, I'm not saying much at meetings or anything, but they assume that an extrovert's the one that will always have a go and not share with others. But that's not me at all. Okay. It's just that being in that environment, I'd prefer to be listening to people taking in things rather than sitting and reading a book. Okay, that's wow. cool. Yeah. That's a complete shift. I'm thinking around one of my children who I've perceived as an introvert but who always needs to actually be around me and is I could really... sit a, sit and read a book next to you really happily. That wow. Mm. Big shift of just yeah. an absolute perception shift. Yeah. And it often mm. involves closeness as well. Yes. So, so you're also kinesthetic, you Oh yeah. Touch yeah. And... yeah. So I'll overanalyze if someone doesn't, doesn't come and you. tap me on the shoulder or something like that I'll go what is wrong with him what what have wow. I done <laughs> yeah it's just oh. about energies being around me it's yeah so I could do lots of introverted things with people yeah. and, and see that challenges <laughs> yeah. me because look this is probably oversharing and sorry husband <laughs> I remember that I was very insecure as well in my early 20s um and David was working away and whenever we caught up, it's just going to put it out there for the world. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually count the amount of times that he touched me. Yeah. Because I craved that. That, because so you've missed much. it. Yeah. Yep. And I'd be like, it's mm, only be like twice in two hours. Like, what's happening? What have mm. I done? I, and mm. I immediately go into self, used to go into self blame. Yep. I do that. Um, and go, oh, and it was it was all consuming. It was crazy. Yeah, see, I'm probably still at a stage where I need to learn to overcome that. Yeah. I'm not there yet with that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 So that whole again depth of processing of 
and I've noticed that I've that out loud <laughs> that I've ripped, I sat there and I counted the times and he would have, he would be completely oblivious to any of these. Mm. Um, a lot of it was my insecurity as well. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. Well, very early on, I did that love languages little yeah. quiz with my partner. Very, very impressed that I got him to participate in that. But yeah, he, we're complete opposites. Mm. But he calms my emotions. So I remember one time he said to me, does that really need that much emotion while I'm crying? Going, <laughs> but I just don't know if, you know, whatever it was. Do you really need to give that much emotion to that? That's pretty... <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is why we yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Just like he partner. is very yeah. introverted, you know, his love language, mine was, uh, they were, you know, the top ones were different. Mm-hmm. And so if he's not being affectionate, which he often is anyway because he's learnt mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's not something that I need to analyse, even though I still will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my husband will say to me, too much. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. Mm. People say so that to me all the time. Uh, we have a great balance where I probably think he doesn't feel enough and I feel too much. Mm. <laughs> yeah. See, I wonder whether I push myself into more things. So that made me think, okay, so we're obviously all sensitive people here, but you've got me who is the extroverted kind and I'm walking myself into environments where more people will say, oh, stop overthinking. Whereas yeah. if you are walking yourself away from environments, I don't know, because I'm still just as internal. My thoughts are still just mm, It's really cool going on. with you as you're able to articulate what is going on in yes, there. But your speed of your head actually matches the speed of the amount of thoughts. But because I'm a, let's yeah. speak it out loud, yeah. I actually have realised that lately that Without preempting what a conversation will be in all of this with this topic, I am actually able to articulate it quite well. Mm. I wonder if it's come from me teaching children how to articulate first, or I've always been this way. I just haven't known the backstory as much. Yeah, mm. and I am definitely the unique one in terms of how I operate in my family. Like mm. I'm emotional. I'm touchy-feely <laughs> hug someone in my family and they'll be like stiff as a board going, why are you so close to me you know just big things like s- spreading that those words of affection I don't get but I crave so then I'm a little bit hard on people where that's not their priority because I haven't had that and I so dearly want it yeah, it's, yeah, and then I guess that again is that self journey mm. of realizing that we don't need anything from anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's what we have within that is completely, enough. and it's all perception based, isn't it? So you, even if it's like a birthday coming up, and you think, oh, and I'm just terrible for this. I wonder if they'll do this surprise for me. And mum's always like, stop it. Oh You're setting um, yourself up yeah. f- for disappointment. I'm like, I wonder. And here I am thinking, God, please don't make a surprise. Yes. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, please. Let's just take surprise surprises. by without anyone noticing. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the day, I actually do get a little bit 
Yeah. Oh. And now no one's noticed, whereas I actually wanted yeah. the date to be skipped. I'll be yeah. prepping you from the beginning of July. Oh, it's my birthday month. <laughs> <laughs> but then because nobody else thinks quite like me, I'm expecting the amount of... Not to say that other people don't put the amount of energy and effort into others, but they show it differently. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But what I would do, I never get in return, but that's because I'm unique, just like they're unique, yeah. and they'll do things that I wouldn't have thought of for them. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, expectation can lead yes. to heartache. Yes. Yeah, it can. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> okay, you've shaken it up and you've shaken up the apple. Oh, and I didn't intend to at the start, it just all came out. <laughs> it's just that's what we game. love. We that's do. what we love. We do. So hopefully out there, this has set um, some more processing and... Yeah. Maybe someone else has had an aha moment. Yes. Like the one, Anita, that you gave me last year when you walked into the classroom and went, oh, have you ever thought, Have you ever heard about HSPs? You are one and I'd never heard of it. Mm. I looked it up and I went, how did she pick that from <laughs> just being in the same room as me? Like straight away. Doing the same thing that you do. Mm, that's how she picked it yeah yeah yep. yes mm. i love that you use your hsp acuity and and skills as a superpower because you really do yeah and don't get worried that uh, if you're not at the same spot in the journey because i haven't always been like it's been a a journey of lots of self-doubt it was actually someone a few years ago that said to me do you think that you're more than this and I never had that question before and I actually went yeah like do you see more for yourself than where you're at now and to have someone say that out loud I went yeah I do I see more and then this is when all of this started Mm -hmm. that one comment went yeah maybe I don't have to operate within the box I can still do what I need to do and be that influence on others, but I can actually also be more as well. Mm-hmm. But that's a within the last three years type of... It's interesting, I think, to extract a commonality between, well, perhaps us introverts on this side. <laughs> I'm now questioning everything. Um, introverts versus, you know, if we're, again, we're defining here and putting labels, but the commonality between both and understanding the higher sensitivity is being able to flip this and use it for good but the the key to that is the self-care practice Mm. so either way and you've identified that your self-care is you need to be around people you have to get that charging perhaps for more of an introvert it is that downtime that's yeah it's it's i think would you agree that maybe that is a commonality between both yeah yeah i would except you know what this makes me question the whole Mm. label system in itself the only thing that i can see as a point of difference is the recharge yes katie's depth of processing katie's uh i suppose human need emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence is exactly the same yep um Mm. and the only point of difference that i can see is the recharge Mm. bit so do we need the labels at all? Hmm. Is it just that acceptance? Is it more that word continuum again too? You know, yeah. like it's not just one, it's not black and white, it's not just no. one or the other. No. It's not you as a whole person are at this level. 
there might be some elements yeah. of you as a person that's reached a certain level, but there's others as with anything. You're still working on or you're still trying yeah. to figure out where it comes from or yeah. you're not even aware of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it could change yeah. throughout your life. Mm. Um, I have moments now in reflection where I did want to be around people, probably in my socialisation, so 14 to 21. Probably the need for recharge for me came really strongly after having my own kids. Yeah, see, and I'm not there yet. See, I yeah. might have a big change so, coming as well. Yeah. And I, whether that was because then I was then taking on the responsibility of these little lives and feeling their energies feeling as well, and knowing and, that, and they're I'm a part there. of you. Mm. They're still in my life, so mm. it's not to say that once. Mm. The empty nest comes along. Do I not then change again? Mm. Because my house will be full of silence. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's that need to not attach labels to anything, but just do what's right for us and listen at, at any time. Listen, yeah. Mm. Listen. Mm. Very cool, Katie McRae. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you for blowing another box apart. Ooh, sorry awesome. about that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your Always time. a pleasure.